Hey, hello everyone, John Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this bonus episode. Flying Flamingo Jade is doing an all-girls podcast over at paramotorgirl.com. She's allowing me to rebroadcast this on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. This is episode three. If you don't know about this, go over to paramotorgirl.com. Watch her live streams every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Or you can listen to it on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast here and your favorite podcasting app. Without further ado, here is Flying Flamingo Jade over at paramotorgirl.com, episode three, Girls Just Want to Fly. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome Cupcake Krista. Hey, and look at who we've got. We've got a special guest, Wendy Weaver tonight from Pennsylvania. Krista, Hi. how are you today? Yes. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. Sorry, I heard an echo. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, we have Wendy here today, and I'm good. Um, Wendy is in Pennsylvania, and she was going to be going to her airport earlier, and she got chased home uh, due to a storm. So she was going to try to be kiting uh, when we started the show. But uh, Wendy, welcome, and thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, Jade. I appreciate the invite. Glad to be here. All right. So where were you going to be going? Um, which airport did you plan on going to? Jersey Shore Airport. Believe it or not, there is a Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania in the middle of the state. So it has nothing to do with the ocean. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. So where are you from originally? I was yeah, I was raised in Wasilla, Alaska. Most people know Wasilla as Sarah Palin country. <laughs> um, so um, her dad was my elementary school teacher and uh, was raised there from third grade until I was uh, 24. Then I met my husband in Alaska and he's from Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So we moved back after we had our daughter and we live in Williamsport since 1997. Oh, okay. How old is your daughter? 25. 25. So does she have any interest in this sport? I put a miniature kite in her hand. One of those little ones that are big, bigger wing kite, but smaller than what our wings are. <laughs> so it's kind of like the hundred dollar range wing. And she did really well with it and had a blast. So I think she kind of has a little bit of an interest, but she hasn't said that she would ever do it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So what got you into the sport? Uh, I am the vice president of the Balloon Fest Air Show and so much more out here in uh, Lycoming County. And two years ago, our president discovered Eric Farewell and the Team uh, Paradigm on YouTube and uh, just reached out to see if they would come to our event. They did. They needed a place to stay. So a lot of them stayed at our house and we got to know them and, their, and Eric Farewell's family and uh, everything very well. So uh, we just, I fell in love with the sport as soon as I saw it. It was fascinating to just watch them. And then they came back the second year. And last August was my first tandem in trike. Loved it even more. Did, I thought I'd be scared to death and I wasn't. Um, and then I just said, I got to do this. <laughs> so I'm almost 50. And I thought, what better time to do something new when you're almost 50? And it's keeping me in shape. <laughs> yep. So when do you turn 50? Um, in two years. <laughs> two years. Uh, <laughs> and this month I'll be, I'll be 48 this month. 
I've got two weeks. <laughs> Me too, actually, the 23rd. Oh, 21st here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, you said you do trike? Yes. Um, I was interested in the trike right off the bat. I didn't know if I've had back surgery. My L4 and L5 uh, has been repaired. Uh, so I was very nervous about foot launching and having to come down on my feet. Uh, so to this day, I have never had a successful landing on my feet with the foot launch, but I have foot launched my motor and I have my trike now. So I prefer the trike, uh, but I do want to still stay active with both so that I can eventually not be a turtle because I called myself a turtle. <laughs> right. All right. So what kind of trike do you have? I have the fly products. So I have the Moster 185 motor with the 140 uh, prop double hoop. Um, and I absolutely love it. Mm, okay. Uh, what kind of wing do you have? I have the Mojo uh, 28 meter. Okay. Yeah. All right. What colors do you have? Um, it is like a fuchsia purple pink with a black curve and then um, teal color blue. Hmm. Okay. Now, how long, how long have, when was your first flight? Um, oh, I have a plaque inside the house too. Um, March, I want to say it was March 2nd, I think. Um, but it was February 27th. I started training down at Lake Wills, um, Florida at Aviator oh, and okay. special shout out to them. Best, best, uh, instructors I could ever even imagine. Very patient and, um, great, um, very thorough. And I, uh, started on the 27th and then I, uh, March 12th was the end of the wow. grad graduating class. So how I keep my coin right here every day. Yeah. <laughs> I have my pilot coin with me at all times. So who were your instructors down there? Uh, AJ, uh, Gowen was my foot launch instructor and Judson Graham actually did a lot of the classwork too with AJ. Um, he even had to redo a wings, um, lines. And so he asked if anybody wanted to stay during lunch and taught us how to redo all the lines of a wing, which was awesome. Oh, and uh, then, uh, Mike Brown, he's, um, special, his specialty is trike. So he, helped me with the trike. And by the time I left in 14 days, there was three days we couldn't fly at all because of weather. Um, so everybody got back in their heads a little bit because that's such a long span of time. But um, I was able to leave with 19 flights. Um, three of them were foot launch and 16 of them were by trike. So I just knew my thing was trike. Okay. Um, you said 19 days or 14 days of training? 14 days. 14 days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it any other way either. Some of these no? uh, trainings that say there are four days or something. I just, you got to have too many there. I liked that there was too many different opportunities of kiting with this style wind and then low wind launches. And then, you know, so you had more opportunity to try different things in front of the instructors. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, looking to see if there's any questions in the chat. Guys, got any questions at all? Um, I have one. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't raise my hand. Uh, <laughs> so you flew in Florida, Lake Wales, not far from where we are. 
do you prefer the weather here that you get a mixture of what's going on as opposed to up in Pennsylvania? So Pennsylvania, where I fly out of is Jersey Shore Airport. It's right next to a range of mountains, which hills, but they're, they're a good 2000 feet. So um, the, if you have the winds coming from the south, you're going to get that wash from the mountains. So you got to have specific winds west, east or north to south to be, you know, have your wits to you. Um, but I really liked Florida for the fact that I, I don't think I'll ever get out of my mind all the beautiful sunrises and sunsets with the fog, but it was a little cooler in the mornings, but not cool enough that you had to wear like heavy coats or anything. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and of course I got to fly over an Eagle's nest that the Eagle came out and chased away a coyote. So I'll never get rid of that in my head. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, Jersey shore there's deer, but that's all I've seen so far. There's nothing real interesting like what there was at Lake Wales. All right. So Mark McElroy's got a question in here. Um, how many flights are you at right now? So as of the night before last, uh, 29 flights. And the last two flights, the 28th, 29th, was the sketchiest ones I've ever had. <laughs> Not for my flying, but for the winds because it was humid. Um, it seemed like it was perfect to take off from the ground because it was like enough of a, a constant wind that was like seven, eight miles an hour. So it was enough to get your wing up and happy and take off. And, uh, but as soon as you left the ground, you were, it was active piloting the entire time. So it, it was, I went up 1400 feet, which is the highest I've ever been. So, but that was because I was trying to find something that was better to fly in than what I was flying in. Um, all I can describe it as is being a regular jet airplane or a small Cessna and going through pockets of air and dropping probably what was 10 or 15 feet, maybe more at a time. And I was really worried about my wing <laughs> staying above me, but it, it worked out fine. And I did great with both my landings. So I learned a lot. So I got a question then, if you knew you flew at 1400 feet, you obviously must have some type of app. What app are you using? Um, well, for forecasting UAV forecast fly, I have it right here. Um, the other app that I use most of the time, well, for all tracking all my flights is fly sky high. Um, so that one's been working well. Um, I know that there is a lot of inconsistencies with weather forecasts of any of the apps because I mean, it's weather. Mother nature is only one that really knows that. Right. But I really do like the UAV forecasting with, I, I put my winds to be red after 10 miles an hour because I just don't feel comfortable after 10 miles an hour yet. So me neither. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be better about, kiting, reverse kiting, I still haven't successfully done that too much. And I really want to get better about that. Yeah. Krista, you have a question. <laughs> well, actually, it's a question in the chat. Um, someone wants to know um, your YouTube channel. Oh, uh, Bill so, H. <laughs> so I did just the one start you a I did just start a YouTube channel. Well, I have a, I have Weaver wireless consultants. That's what my shirt is. That's on here. So I own a business and I do have a YouTube channel for that, which is Weaver wireless. And then I just this weekend set up a YouTube channel that instead of Dora, the Explorer, it's Wendy, the Explorer. 
all squished <laughs> together. And uh, all my vacations and stuff that we go on, as well as all of my flights, I'm going to put them all on there so that I not only have a Bible of them to keep, but then I can share it and, you know, have share it with other people. All right. So I'm going to go back one um, or a, a few and go back to Aviator in Florida. Was that hot there? When I went in March, it, it really wasn't. I mean, there was a couple of days where it got, you know, it was mid to higher seventies, but it was perfect for March. I was just glad that I left Williamsport because I mean, we had 26 inch days of storms and, and snow this year, you know, over and over. So I was glad to get out of the snow. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Okay. Mark McElroy has got another question. Are you planning on going to any fly-ins or have you been to any? Well, I am very fascinated by fly-ins. I've heard that you get to watch a lot of interesting things and I've already seen lots of interesting stories <laughs> that have come <laughs> after the fly-ins and accidents yep. and not such good stuff, but um, I am very interested in fly-ins. I'm, I'm really busy with my schedule. So I've been watching all the most recent ones that are coming up and we're going to try and get to some of them, but I don't plan on ever flying at any of them for a little while. I want to just go and meet people and see what equipment they have. Cause I want to light my entire trike up and outline it with, with lights as well as like see how cameras are set with people. Um, and just kind of get to know people a little bit and watch because I just love watching it just as much as doing it. So, well, trust me, you'd have a lot of fun. Um, my first fly in was um, at Bad Apples, and I was like, I'm not flying, I'm not flying. And then we went a little bit early, so we got a lot of good flying in with our group. And by the time the rest of the um, pilots and families showed up, it was crazy crazy busy, but I sat out there, Krista used my iPad and she was videoing and I would just sit there and kind of watch the, the runway and the, the LZ and oh, there's a spot. I bet I could get out there in time and take off and hopefully not have a failed launch and mess everybody else up. And I did, I, I actually did go up a couple of times. I was a little nervous about running out there like a frogger, but, um, did okay. So does everybody try and be as respectful as possible with even being on radios or oh, trying yes. to the same channel? They have, um, what do they call them? What's the word? Um, people that are directing you. Yes. So, oh, yeah. oh. No. I don't know what he has. Ground men. I have a great ground man. It's my husband. <laughs> yeah. So they have these guys that are out there and they're watching the skies and they'll they'll direct you, you know, and tell you, Hey, it's your turn. You can go, you know, and, um, you just coming in, you, your priority coming in and just watch out for everybody around you. And, um, it was amazing. I mean, to be able to fly with that many people and, and actually the, just sitting around with our friends and watching everybody else fly too was spectacular. So. Oh, I'm sure. Is that where your video came from in your background? Was that many people up in the air? Um, this one? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's pretty. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. There, it, and it's just, you know, some people putting on shows and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. And um, people selling stuff and just uh, 
hanging out was the best part, you know, becoming one big happy family, you know, and getting to meet a lot more people and meeting more people that, you know, that we talk to on here um, and that see us on here with the other shows that um, Shane and I and Eric are on. It's pretty amazing. All the people that are out there that do this, this sport. So. Yeah, my husband rides motorcycle trials uh, bikes, which don't have seats, and they're from Europe as well. And he, we, I've always followed him going to all of his events, and it's the same type of family. Like as soon as you are in that motorcycle group of people, everybody just welcomes you and your family at an event, and you just know everybody forever after that, uh, and stay in contact. And he's like, it's the same thing. So he told me, you know. I will support you. I will do this. And it's your turn. I'll follow you. We'll go to fly-ins. We'll pack up on weekends and we'll go wherever we need to. And he's been so supportive. So does he fly? He does not. He doesn't want to fly, um, but he loves being the ground man and being in everybody's ears. And we have life flight that flies in and out of Jersey shore every so often. And so he has the aviation radio and then he will call us and tell us that there's somebody coming or look out where they're at and stuff. Because we do have local pilots at that airport that are very active that fly Cessnas or smaller aircraft. And uh, they are very much into paramotors being there and they have a lot of fun with them. So, you know, we work well together and know where each other are at at all times. So you said... um you're uh everything for the hot air balloon so do is that a certain show that you have a certain time of year there or yes so uh, this year it's september 11th and 12th and it's at the lycoming county fairgrounds and uh we have jason flood that does an air show act we have um skydiving act that comes in we have team paradigm that does an evening light up show that they do and last year it was close to september 11th so they did the lost man formation and shut off one light and disappeared and that was really neat mm-hmm. um and it is this year we have like county has got a huge 9-11 ride it sounds like 20,000 riders are going to be here so it's going to be the same day as the balloon, the main day of the balloon fest. So it's going to be a lot of activity in our county and just our local 20 mile radius. Um, but it's, you know, people walking around on uh, in the fairground area that are, you know, juggling and riding little mini bikes. And of course, you know, all the paramotorists, when they can't fly, they're one wheeling it all over. So we, I think we're going to try and put together a one wheel contest where they were putting the the um uh like the beach chair size chairs on the one wheel and then they yep. would lean and they would do a little race <laughs> well <laughs> we've got one guy that. in our group brian waller hey bale waller that's really good at doing that and and it's still running with his dog while he's sitting on a chair on his one wheel oh, so that's he's, great. he's pretty good at it <laughs> yeah. brian so remember that fly in or hot air balloon show <laughs> yes we are, we welcome everybody and anybody who wants to come last year, we were the only event on the whole East coast that still went through on COVID. Like there was balloonists that didn't buy insurance because that would have been the only event that they would have paid for insurance for. And so, uh, we had, uh, eight balloons, I believe last year, and we've already got 13 balloons this year guaranteed. So, so what insurance are you talking about? 
as a balloonist, uh, they have insurance that they have to, to have for their balloon activity if they're going to bring passengers and everything. And they would have had to have that, but it would have been only one event that they would have paid for it. So mm. it wasn't worth them paying the money out to get the insurance for the year just for the two days of rides. All right. All so. right. Um, any other questions, guys? Krista. Oh, she's got her hand up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lift your beer up. Uh, so you- I hear. Oh. <laughs> um, have you flown or kited or what, what's the question? The hot air balloons. Have you done your PPG around the hot air balloons? I have not, but I did ask out of respect. I asked um, our president um, on the committee the last meeting last month. And I said, since I have my paramotor and I have my trike, I really want to fly with everybody on a Friday night or Saturday morning or Saturday night. Cause it's always, it's not the paid performance time on Saturday that, you know, I would do anything with that, but she said, Oh yeah. She's like, it's fine. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Cause we have the chance Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night and Sunday morning. So Yes, I plan on being in the air. I'll keep my distance, but I will have my GoPro on. And I, I, the last time that I flew a couple nights ago, I was live on Facebook for the first time. I tested it out to see how it would go. And I actually wore my phone on a lanyard tied to my vest. And I put it right in my radio holster, aiming my phone out this way. And it did live feed the whole entire time until my husband called me on my Bluetooth and it interrupted it. But um testing out all those little things right now to see how the cameras can work and if it hears me talk or not because of motor. So I'll be ready for those balloons. (laughs) That's one thing I'm trying to figure out on getting Shane Chris cupcake, Krista's uh, husband. He's got like a chest mount and then he puts his phone in there and lanyard and then he can put his phone, I think either way, but yeah, on on a trike, you're going to see our feet the entire time. So when, when they're doing, um, doing the butt fan foot launch, um, they're getting a good view of, you know, what's in front of them. So I'm trying to figure out something else because right now I'm just wrapping the lanyard around my neck. And at, when I got to turn, I got to put the, the phone down and then it stops for a moment. And then I bring it up and kind of pan around at my view and stuff like that. So And I was told and warned because I was going to wear my lanyard just around my neck. And I was told, don't ever put it around your neck because if anything ever bounced and did anything, if that happened to fly up or happened to have something, it might, you never know. So maybe I just, I put it through the loop on my, my straps. There's like the plastic loop. I just feed it through and then put it through itself so that it's kind of hanging right off of that. And then I just have it so that I can still pick it up or I can take it and put it in my pouch. But that way it's on my strap. So do you have trike harness like on your harness or do you have just a radio harness that you're talking about? With well, I have a radio harness on with the, oh, if okay. it's just me and not my husband. Then I have my aviation radio here and my regular radio here. Yeah. Uh, but if he's got that radio, then I have a center part of my harness that I can put my phone right in that sticks my phone up about that much, which is sure. just perfect. My video side. So it worked out perfect, but yeah. I still strap it to my harness loop. You can even just put it around your harness, you know, strap it with inside yeah. your 
us and then pull it back through and just yep. leave it hang or put it in front. Um, but that worked out really well on Facebook live. So I'll be doing more of that. Yeah. That's what I've been kind of playing with is the Facebook live. And then some days I've got my, my, uh, audio is all screwed up and it's just like ticking. And so that something happens with the, uh, radios and when you're Bluetooth to your helmet, the radios interfere with the Bluetooth and helmet. So I've noticed that too. It was happening to my husband's radio, but not mine the other night, but I've had it happen in the past. So there's some kind of conflict of the transmission. Yeah. Okay. So there's, um, cat girl, our, uh, guest for next week, she's in the chat and she's asking a question and what, and I noticed you've got longer hair. So what do you do with your hair? And if you're wearing a helmet, what do you do? Well, I cut four inches off too, um, which is as long as my hair has ever been, but I always pull it over to the side. Now I put a ponytail here and then I braid it and do that. So, and that doesn't, because I put my helmet on, it holds this straight down to where it won't even flap back. So that's and then the what braid I, helps from getting it all snarly afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm much further away from my motor with the trike because I'm sitting down more. Yeah. So I noticed that even if I was to hold my hair back, I wasn't even going to be close, but I still just keep it braided. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go Krista. Okay. It's one from Mark McElroy. He wants to know what kind of helmet you have or use. I have the aviator helmet that I bought at training. So it's the whole setup that had the comms built in. It has the um, like microfiber look to it. Um, It had the Bluetooth piece already in it. So you could Bluetooth to your phone or you could Bluetooth helmet to helmet. I, I know that they're, the setup is pretty expensive, but to me, it was a, uh, a lot of people were saying, well, you can get your own helmet or you can drill holes in your helmet that you get for kiting. You know, it's just like a bicycle helmet. You could make your own, but I was looking at it as a safety thing. And I went, you know what, it's just part of the equipment and I want to be safe. So I just wanted the Bluetooth built in and didn't want to, that's another thing. I wasn't trained. Like I'm not good at finding out all the resources of the pieces to put together. And I didn't want to drill through a brand new helmet and do something wrong and compromise it. So I just bought the one that aviator provides and sells. Um, and I love it. Good. Good point. Um, question in the chat from cat girl. Um, is there anywhere in particular in the near future that you would like to fly? Well, I have 11 states I haven't been to, and Maine is one of them. And for my birthday, David Nickerson, who is an instructor with Aviator, lives up there. And he invited Matt and Janice Greenewalt and myself and my husband to go fly. So I'm going there to fly for my birthday weekend. Nice. Yeah. So how is that a road trip then, I take it? Yep. We're going to pack up on Friday and go up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How long of a drive is that for you? I think it's 12 hours away Mm, where where that's at, that we're going in Maine. Nice. Got a place to stay then or camping or? I'm going to find that out. (laughs) We'll figure it out. I'm fine. I can camp anywhere. And if if the paramotor has to, or the trike has to sit outside while I 
camp inside the trailer or whatever, or sit in the back seat and lay across the seat. I'm good with that too. Whatever. It's all part of the fun. <laughs> Eric's uh, saying something about Alaskans here. Oh, sorry. Who do I fly with? Who's your? Okay. So Jersey shore airport, um, Josh Rowland, he hurt himself again this year. He hurt his, um, ACL last year and was trying to get it better this year. And then he hurt it again at the beginning of the season. So Josh Rowland, um, flies out of there. Um, Jamie Freese and, um, um, oh my goodness, her, her boyfriend, I have his picture on my iPad because he flew out the white sands. Uh, Robert Condola. Um, also, my best friend, Janice Greenewalt, she went to aviator training in May. And her husband, Matt, he is just a daredevil. So he did not go to training and he's self-taught and he's just as many flights as I am right now. Um, and oh, and we have a little man that I just absolutely love. He taught himself how to do a PPC. So he's got the bigger trike, the like with the, um, it's like a parachute um, kite and, or wing. And uh, he taught himself. And when I first started at Jersey Shore with flying, he ended up just getting like 100, not even well, 50 feet off the ground, 20, 30 feet off the ground. And he was like, I just haven't gone up too high yet. Well, then he, I was there the night that he got up and we were like, you went up like 500 feet. And he's this little old man and he just grins ear to ear and he taught himself. And I just love watching him just go up and, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of great people flying out of Jersey Shore. Does he do foot launch then? No, he has the bigger trikes, like the ones that you do have to pretty oh, much. the parachute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the parachute trikes. Yeah. Eric and I just went to a fly-in um, that was mostly uh, parachutes. And I was kind of intimidated by them because that was one thing my instructor said is stay away from them in the air. <laughs> and there was more of them than us. There was only like, I think five PPGs. And that's the one where I posted that I won the beanbag drop. Oh, so would, would we stay away from them because their motors are so yeah. thrust, the thrust yeah. of the motor and the wing being so yeah. big? So we, when we would circle around after we'd drop a bag, we'd come down and they had like a bullseye and then we'd drop a bag and then we'd take off to the right, right turn pattern. And then we'd come out over um, this big lake and then we'd, so I separated myself quite a ways from the parachutes that were in front of me and stuff. So I didn't have any of their uh, extra wind <laughs> bouncing yeah. me around at all. So yeah, that was fun. And it was nice getting to know those people. And I just wish we would have stayed longer because, uh, and it was just so hot up here. Um, um, but I, I had asked one of the guys, I said, next year, if we come, I would love to have a, a ride on one of the parachutes just to see what that was like. And they're like, just all you got to do is ask. So I find the controls really interesting. They're usually like pulling on something and the dirt, it's like feet and a bar. But they and said most of the time when they're once they're up in the air, he said their hands are free. One guy said, yep, I'm texting. I'm talking to my kids or my wife or and just lever and the the steer with their feet 
the lines are connected with the, the foot steering. So that was yeah. pretty interesting. So I'm still like, I don't want to park the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I get that way too. <laughs> yeah. When it's bumpy. I have a question for everybody that's out here and maybe somebody will answer it in the chat, or maybe you guys can also help answer it. My mojo, um, wing, my brakes, the little slot, it slides all the way up. So when I, when I put it to the magnet, if I'm flying and I put it to the magnet, it goes and shoots straight to the top. And I, it's like out of my reach. And so, well, not completely, but very barely I can reach up and grab it if I really try. But, um, has anybody else experienced that with their, with a mojo wing, why that, and it's a little Velcro strap. So I tried to see if I could get it to stop. And I see that there's little ribbons that kind of go up on that strap that I could maybe put a baby zip strip in one of those to keep it held down to where it can't zoom up. Yeah. Well, hang on. Let's see if anybody's going to respond to that. Does anybody... Mojo, do you have a mojo? Where no, we've we... um, got a Mac Para, um, okay. and it's got two sets of magnets on it. So everything's, it's one on top of the other, a little bit higher. And okay. um, mine haven't had any problems at all. Yeah. Um, You're probably seeing the lightning in my background. <laughs> nice <laughs> darkness. Yeah, it's definitely lightning. <laughs> Uh, Bill H says he's not familiar with that wing. Okay. And I mean, that's just something if you ever, even um, during your show or anything, if you ever wanted to ask somebody else that yeah. had a mojo, that'd be interesting to find out. Cause I didn't even know that they had D links. So when my mojo came, I couldn't do my trims at all. And I was like, why are they not working? Well, then I found out they have D links that hold two hoops together and you have to take the D links out so that it releases them. And I mean, I flew, I mean, of course it's in the middle setting, so it's the safest setting. So I flew on it, I don't know, two and a half months uh, like that. And then I didn't realize that I had to take that out. All right. Brian Waller in the chat said, um, those Mojo mags are meant to slide up. He's got the same issue. It's okay. Just make sure you stow it. And then Susan Ray, uh, the Mojo Power and Power Two Slide range is pretty long. Yeah. Um, I just like the it says magnet, magnet click. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just lengthened my brakes six inches because they were, they were um, what they are now. And that when I was doing trike in Florida, then when I went to foot launch, I, they were way too long. They were like, I'd pull and they wouldn't do anything. So then I had to shorten them to six inches. But then when I got my trike and got that set up again, I had to just bring them back. And I thought maybe that would help the issue, but it still <laughs> slides kind of, my husband put a zip strip hoop at the, on my, um, brake just so that if it went away, I could at least grab that little hoop, kind of like how you have the extra brake rings on some of the, yeah. uh, some of the wings. But it, I was like, I'm still not parking it because it seemed like it was going to still be way out of my reach. <laughs> so I'll um, get there. <laughs> have, have you ever, um, let your, or pulled your, um, Um, have you ever done tip steering? I guess 
that's one I have it because I, I don't have the tip steer rings. Like that's oh. what those rings are, right? And the yeah. mojo. Okay. And what's the other? The the trimmers. Have you ever um, pulled your trimmers all the way in? I have not yet. I, I did it this last weekend at that beanbag drop, and I noticed my brakes were instead of here, they were down here. And it was like a different kind of steering for me. So I was kind of freaking out going over some trees. So it was, it was a new experience for me. Yeah. So, I didn't realize it would change the height of your brake yeah. because yeah. of the angle change. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. That was my first time. And I was uh, concentrating too hard on, on trying to drop a beanbag, then talk in my ear to Eric and push the button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. My husband knows it's best to call me on my phone. It interrupts anything I'm doing on my phone, but it's best to call me because after two rings, my helmet just picks up. So then I'm yep. like hand free completely. And I, I just say, hello, now I'm glad to talking to you. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. Um, my, my son called me and I was thinking, oh, it's not going to answer. It's not going to answer. And all of a sudden, I, Eric's messaging me or radioing me saying there's an airplane coming in uh, to the area, but he's not going to land. He, he's coming towards you. And all of a sudden, I spotted him. And all of a sudden, my son is like, hello, mom, are you there? I'm like, I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm flying. Um Krista, got any questions? Got, a, I think, a couple questions in the chat here. Uh, Brian Waller did say, you won't notice much difference in trim in and out on the mojo. It's really just there to get you used to adjusting trims. Oh, okay. Good to know. So, and uh, Brian Waller, you can check him out on... Uh, Name uh, sounds familiar. Like, I might have... Yep. And it's if you guys w want to hear any of your what i'm sorry is it w-a-h-l-e-r w-a-l-l-e-r okay ppgbrian.com oh yeah you can go to ppgbrian.com okay thank you uh what made you pick your wing what made me pick my wing well for yeah. one I want slow and steady. I want the couch in the sky. I want the one that's going to keep inflating, even if it wants to have a little give or something. But honestly, my husband surprised me at Christmas and I got a wing for Christmas and he worked with Eric Farewell and had my Weaver wireless logo put on the up inside of it. So it was a big surprise. So they picked the color, they picked the logo and I, I was very surprised <laughs> at Christmas. So yeah. And I love my wing. I, I trust my wing. I feel really good flying it. So it might be a long time before I would change or the wing once the five-year period or whatever, it's not as crispy and when you have to replace it, but uh, I feel good in it. Hmm. So what kind of business you do you one. have? You said a wireless business? Yeah, so I have Weaver Wireless Consultants. We train people on how to use their technology. So uh, we've done almost 200 senior trainings one-on-one -on -one in the last four, almost five months. So all the senior centers and everything, they got grants through COVID and they were able to get iPads for each senior to keep the iPad. And then we came in and did 
a two hour training to how to use it. So people were able to be on zooms like this or on, you know, go and watch YouTube videos or go and play bingo or play Pandora music while they're playing their card games. And I mean, they have just loved it. It's, it's really rewarding to see them light up and realize I can FaceTime my grandkids or, you know, I actually use this now and we do fluorescent index step-by-step cards that they keep. Um, So, you know, we do mass setups for businesses like tomorrow we're doing 40 iPads and doing a mass setup and getting Apple IDs on all 40 and putting on a spreadsheet for the business. And um, we do individual going to people's homes and setting up their smart TVs, their wireless printers and showing them how to print from their phone or throw their videos up on their TV, on their smart TV and, you know, all of that. So, hmm. yeah. Um, question. Um... Do you watch any YouTubers? Um, yes, I, but I didn't even know who Tucker Gott was until two years after I got, I knew about this sport. So I was not one of the, like I found Tucker Gott first. So now I'm at aviator school because I think that was probably five out of the six people in my class or four out of the six people in my class that everybody was you like, you can say, you can say aviator actually found you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we found them because of the balloon fest. So, right. but, um, so I do watch Tucker's interesting videos of being able to see like, you know, I had never seen somebody foot launch a passenger before and go tandem. And I watched him with his dad and his mom. <laughs> and, uh, it was interesting. I, I really like watching, um, just all the different things of like paying attention and looking how he's putting his cameras on his equipment and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's neat being able to say you went to Dunkin' Donuts and got a donut and then turn around and left, you know, it gives you a place to go when you're wanting to fly somewhere. Um, and, um, so he's really interesting to, to sit and watch and, and, uh, also watching the YouTube channels about the flying across the U S that race, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that footage. That's really okay. interesting Apparently, um, for me, but interesting to just sit and see how they maneuver from airport to airport, you know? Um, no, I, I don't really have any other specific YouTube um, follow, like that I follow and watch all the time. So, okay. so do you have any cross country flights? in the near future plan for yourself? So where we live, we, I can fly from my house. Eric and the team did it from our ground, but they're much more, I mean, our, our ground starts here and goes down like this. (laughs) So he started and he could run and he could run to where it pretty much disappeared and he was in the sky. And, you know, he came around and touched his foot on our roof of our house. And, you know, they had a lot of fun and it was neat watching it. Now, of course, on a trike, I can't do this to take off, you know, but our neighbor has 20 acres and it's all flat and he's mowing for me this whole entire summer, the whole flat spot up above our house. So I can literally go to his house, which is right maybe 150 feet from the corner of our property and I can fly right from there. So if I get to the point where I know it's safe enough with the winds, we'll take off there and go 
to a local ballpark that um, like a soccer field area. That's where we used to kite when, we, when I first came back from class um, because it's just kind of up over the mountain ridge and you kind of just come right back down and it'd be a good shorter distance to try for the first time. But okay. yeah, I'm still very much about keeping my LZ in my, <laughs> in my view because right. I haven't done a cross country. Now I'm hoping in August, the whole month of August, the team paradigm um, and the, well, the aviator team um, instructors will be here because they have two two week training classes in Jersey Shore Airport. So I'm going to try and go up every night and every evening as much as possible to get more time with them while they're here. Um, you know. All right. So Brian Waller's got a question in the chat. Do you plan to fly with Tucker and Judson? Because they're not too far away from you, I guess. Well, Judson gave me my first tandem flight. So I kind of have a, a bond with him and I would love to, I would absolutely love that. Um, Tucker has the exact same setup trike. And when I saw that he had picked that as his trike setup, I was like, Oh yes, that's, that made me feel good that I picked all the right equipment and, you know, um, and he loves his trike just as much. So I would love to do that. And Brian also said that Leanne Trout is up in the area by you also, and she flies. Oh, I know that name, but I, I'll have to look her up. I think she might be in our secret, secret Facebook girls group too, I think. Oh, oh so okay. Check her out. I know her husband and her come on our, our uh, other shows at times also. So. Does she live in Tunkhannock by any chance? seems like Tunkhannock area maybe comes up. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll look for Brian, if you can answer what city they're in. Um, Brian also asked, when are the aviator classes in Pennsylvania? So uh, August 7th is the first two-week class. And then they have a couple days off after that two weeks. So I will... So. Um, August 7th to the 21st, and then they start another one. Actually, they have a, a week off. And then August 28th through, or it might even start like August 26th or 27th and go till the 10th, 9th or 10th, uh, because then we have the Balloon Fest, September 11th and 12th, and then they'll be heading back to Florida. So the 11th and 12th is your Balloon Fest? Yes. And all those shows. Okay. All right. So Brian, make sure uh, when you're heading north, because Brian Waller's also, he lives in Alabama, you know, Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Okay. Alabama. And he's going to be driving north, I believe from moonshiners. Okay. I think. And he's going to be heading towards Maine and working his way up and flying with other people too. So maybe you can, Meet up he with might him at Maine point. when we're in Maine because I know the aviators are leaving Florida and going to Maine that the 23rd, 24th, 25th weekend because okay. they're going to be up there before they come here to start the classes. So I'm sure he'll be in that mixture of time between the right states. Okay. Yeah. Because um, Brian did his training at Aviator also. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jim CR120 has got a question for you. So now that both you and Janice are PPG pilots with your own gear. Have you flown together yet? 
tell us about yeah. it. So yes, our first time I probably get teary eyed over this. Um, our first time in the air, it was awesome to be able to, you know, and I was, I foot launched. So I was foot launching at that time, but when she came back May, um, I believe it was May 12th that she was back in town. So it was like, I believe May 13th, we got to get up in the sky together and, um, we flew beside each other. Um, but you know, of course didn't get too close to touch wings or anything like that. I don't want to do that, but, um, it was neat to be able to see each other. And then she got a good view of her being above me and saw me flying underneath her. So she got a good picture of that. And that was pretty neat. And I always try and like find her, you know, whenever we both get up in the air now to try and find where she's at and do, you know, follow her around. But it is the most awesome feeling because she did not know about this until I asked her to go to class with me just to drive to Florida. Cause I didn't want to fall asleep at the wheel and I wanted to have company with me. And I thought, you know what, it'd be great to have a trip with my best friend. And she said, okay. And her husband was fine with it. And we had a great time and she fell in love with it once she got a trike ride and saw just what it was all about. And so then she decided to go through the training too and loves to fly. Nice. So he also wants to know, are you going to be posting any videos and is it going to be on Wendy, the Explorer? Yes. I'm going to definitely get those loaded. Uh, hopefully this, by the end of this weekend, I can get some of those uploaded uh, since I just created the page last weekend. Um, I do have a lot of footage on my um, Wendy Weaver Facebook page. So if you just go to Facebook and, um, you know, you can friend request me, uh, and I'll accept to just be able to go out and see my live footage that I just did. But I usually am pretty good about posting everything on there because my family in Alaska likes to see what's going on and they get on Facebook all the time. So I keep it easy. So I've got a couple pictures, um, that I might've, uh, grabbed off of Facebook also. <laughs> so can I show some of them? Sure. Or do sure. you want to show any pictures? Let's do a screen share. I'll all. see what you have first. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me see what I can come up with here. Okay. Well, we got this one. Um, and who's this gal? That's Janice. Okay. So she's my friend. That's Janice Greenwald. And that's me and the, my trike when we were hanging for the hang in my garage. <laughs> okay. Yep, me flying low because I did some maneuvers to try and. Pretty pink wing. Yeah. That's cool. And let's see. Is that your husband in the background there? I'm trying to see. It's a little small, but oh no, that is that was uh, that's Robert. That's uh, Janice's uh, oh, husband. Okay. What's that? It's Matt. I called him Robert, but he's Matt. And that oh, that's my broken prop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> there's a story behind that. My husband actually drilled that into the wall just to kind of let me know that was my first flight by myself back in Pennsylvania. There was plans of 
four or five paramotor pilots were supposed to be at Jersey Shore Airport that night. And I was like, let's go fly. And it was, I think it was even, not even five days after I got home from Florida. So we went to the Jersey Shore Airport, no other pilots showed up. And I was like, okay, well, I got all the gear out. And my husband's like, well, we got here to do this. Let's do this. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really want to be by myself for my first flight in Pennsylvania. I'd rather have somebody else here that's a pilot, but I decided to do it. Um, my husband also got uh, very excited to put all my stuff together for me when it arrived. And so he put my whole paramotor together without me being home because I was working. And I caught two things the night before um, on, that were wrong um, with things he put together. And so I fixed those. And I did not pay attention to the netting being on the inside of my cage instead of the outside of my cage. And so when I went up in the air, my, I was about 300 feet in the air and my um, clip broke at the bottom, which is pretty well known, I guess, on the Moster 185 cage. Um, the clips can break pretty easily because they're just kind of like, uh, they're the plastic ones that fit together like a life vest. And a lot of times those break. So that broke and then it loosened the net. The net was inside and it went around the prop. It blew my prop apart. It shook me really bad. Um, and it broke my cage. So my cage was hanging in pieces. I didn't know my, my cage was hanging in pieces for a brief second. I went, Oh my God, what just happened? And I was talking to my husband in ears and he goes, you're okay. And then I realized my wing was okay. Cause I looked above just cause I pictured that being sucked into my motor, you know? Um, and once I saw that was okay, I went, I'm just kiting. And so then I just talked myself down like the aviators in my head, like the instructors and everybody went silent except me just talking on the video <laughs> of me going and saying, you know, hold it, hold it, hold it, pressure, pressure all the way down. And I was fine. Still didn't land on my feet, but I'll, I'll be honest when immediately freaked out, then I was fine. I got myself. I, now I could see how I would act under pressure that I would hold myself together and do what I needed to do as a pilot. But there was a brief second that I went, oh, you know what? I'm just kiting at this moment and I might actually land on my feet. So I got excited again to try and land on my feet. <laughs> so my mind kind of did a whole bunch of things in a short amount of time, but uh, it all worked out. And I think it was good that it happened right off the bat if it was ever going to happen because I saw how I would react and I had to depend on myself. I had to depend on me and my training and it was fresh out of training. So I had it all right there. And that made me a much more confident pilot each time I went out after that, because I knew I'll be okay. You know, right. If motor goes out or something does make something happen to my motor, I know I'm still kiting at that point. Yeah. All right. Jim CR120 has got another question. What's the ideal flight for you? What kind of flying do you enjoy the most and how often do you go? So um, I look at the app all the time to see, can I go tomorrow morning? Can I go tomorrow night? I look at my calendar for owning a business and seeing where it fits in. So I'm constantly always looking at morning or night. Um, uh, my perfect ideal flight, I would say, would be winds that are five to seven mile an hour. I don't like 
no wind launches at all. <laughs> now that I'm trike though, it's not as bad um, because you just more power and it's a lot easier than being foot launch and running. Um, so I would say five to seven mile an hour winds and then just any beautiful sunrise or sunset. That's that to me, I just park myself up there aimed at that sunset and just talk to God and pray or talk to people that have passed in my life and just say how appreciative of it I am of just being able to do this because there was a time that I would never have been able to do this um, because I lost a lot of weight and uh, there was a time that I would never have had the confidence to even try it or learn it and I would have just said no that's not for me and I would have been just somebody to watch it and enjoy it. But, um, I faced a lot of fears through COVID and during COVID I went, nobody's going to tell me what to do or not to do and live. And I was determined that I needed to face some fears. So that's what I did the last two years. And I repelled off of a building and raised money for the local YAMCA. And it was a 150 foot, uh, building in our community, um, that Janice and I, or actually well, Janice and I, my employee, we all uh, repelled down the building. And uh, so I did that because heights, my fear of heights was number one. <laughs> and I'm finding out that all pilots, um, 80% of them probably had that fear of heights, but they're pilots and they've overcome that fear. And, you know, a lot of pilots have that fear as one of them. So and then being able to just fly the paramotor, it really, it, it really helped me believe in myself. Ah, uh, yeah, truly. I'm afraid of heights too. So I'm one of that 89%. <laughs> Question in there. Um, do you plan on flying uh, in Alaska? Yes. At some point, I, I know that on my bucket list is to drive from the tip of Florida, Florida Keys to Fairbanks. And I think I would like to try and make that kind of be part of it because I'd have to, to drive my equipment. I, I don't trust flying my equipment in any planes just because I don't know what they're going to do to my equipment or say that it's lost and I would be crushed. Um, so it would either be a planned trip from Pennsylvania right to Alaska, but yes, that's now on my bucket list and I would love to fly my own equipment up in Alaska. Awesome. Eric and I would love to go with you saying I could see where he grew up then also. Oh, so, yeah. So is that, he, is that where he said he grew up? Was he, he moved around, but he was like born in San Francisco. He was in when he was three, I think he was in Montana. Um, where else? In 76, he said he moved to Alaska. Okay. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. Hey, we made it an hour. Do you believe it? Has it already been an hour? <laughs> it has. Bye. So, um, no further questions at the moment. Um, if anybody is interested, we'll do a, like a little after, um, show and Krista, um, do you have any, what? <laughs> yeah, I want to say, I want to say something important. Uh <laughs> I want to say, Wendy, you're a major inspiration for your first flight and actually continuing to do it. I think I would lose my mind and quit. So I'd say you're an inspiration for people to not give up. Well, thank you. And I know I have this 
really calming feeling when I'm up in the sky. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. And I'm usually somebody who would panic and freak out about things, but it, I have this overwhelming calming. I don't know. It's like, it's something I'm supposed to be doing and I enjoy it that much that I'm each time, like even the bumpy, bumpy flights the other night, I'm anxious to get back up again and try a different flight. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't get my nerves don't get the best of me and me talking in my head to myself when I'm up there. Instead, it's just all positive thoughts. It's like, okay, it's a little bumpy. Well, this is part of flying, you know? And then I just talk myself into just, you know, I'm going to mosey over here instead. And uh, so I enjoy it. Yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> all right. Well, if anybody would like to join in, Eric posted um, the meeting ID and passcode. Um, after we end this, um, Krista, if uh, you have any um, locations that people can find you or reach out to you, please let us know. Well, I just want to bring it to your attention. You have 25 people watching and two more thumbs up than Shane had yesterday. Last night. Girl power. So he says, but. Na, 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 Shane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Wendy, we can reach you at again, your new YouTube. Um, oh yeah. Um, Wendy, the Explorer <laughs> or Weaver wireless. There's two YouTube channels or at, on Facebook. I'm just Wendy Weaver, but you'll be able to see just from the um, cover photo that it's me. And then um, Weaver wireless is on Facebook too. So right. any of those. And, and she does post really cool stuff on her, her vacations and everything <laughs> also. So I'm so happy that uh, we were able to connect and get yeah. you on the show and hear your story. So if you're willing to stick around and yeah. see if any of the guys want to come, come on and chat with you also. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for All having right. me. This is a great yeah. chance. I, I, I'm excited for you. <laughs> great. All right. Just give me a moment. Okay. Okay.
Have a good night, everybody. Hey, it should have ended. Um, mine's spinning. Mine's not yet. You changed it up. Yeah. Well, hello there. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm new to all this, so. Oh, my, uh, I'm just trying to see my lighting here isn't the best. Sorry, I live in an RV, so we're <laughs> space channel. Rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, can I breathe now? Great show, you guys. You it was, it was great. Ew. This is the first one I watched. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch the other ones if they're on YouTube on your channel. Do I stop the recording or leave it going? There, it's ended. Yeah, the other ones are on. Yes, you can be in here. Boys are allowed in this room. <laughs> Just don't tell Will. <laughs> hey, Susan. Hello. This is one girl that's too afraid to come on the show right now yet. Well, <laughs> I, there's some things I don't want to talk about Recording until I know for sure my insurance company is not going to have any issues with my injuries. Oh, <laughs> So I have to figure out a way to um, have some stuff not public. Yeah, I understand. Well, you, just don't, you just don't ask those or have her ask those questions. <laughs> right. That's, that's actually brings up a good point. Some people say, oh, what does your insurance think? I've never said anything to anybody. I well, mean, are you, did you? <laughs> so is right now part of the show public and being recorded? Yes, still. <laughs> nope. We're off. Um, so rumor has it someone that I know that crashed, you know, like a week ago, that when they went to the emergency room, they kept the motor part of the word out and only said that it was a paragliding incident and that that somehow um, helped with their insurance not being a problem mm. as mm. far as not losing insurance and stuff. So that's one trick that may or may not work for some people. I think I would just that's say I fell out of a tree. Yeah, I think I would too. Well, so like my my orthopedist is fabulous and he knew what to put and not put in writing. So right now, like he's kept it all out of my chart and just has, you know, like I presented with bilateral ankle pain and left knee pain or whatever and he didn't put down what happened <laughs> oh that's right yeah because you, you were a hurting unit there for a while i was an expensive patient so sounds <laughs> like you were a money-making patient well between that and the one wheel you know <laughs> oh one wheels those will get you every time <laughs> so i have a question for wendy Hey. <laughs> hey, Linda. Hi. What's up, everybody? Go ahead with your question, Susan. 
So, Wendy, when you adjusted your brake lines, um, so like I had Justin Fox here at, and fly my PPG, mm-hmm. I waited to adjust my brake lines till I got here, but I knew that they were way too long. Yeah. But I was, you know, um, so it's like I was getting so frustrated even ground handling my brand new wing because the brake lines were so long. Mm-hmm. So I waited till I got here and then watched how he went about calculating the length and doing all of that. How did you figure out how much to take out of yours? So because I did foot launch first and then went to tra- yeah. training like the second half of the second week, I mentioned that because we got to fly my wing on their trike. So okay. I saw that as an issue there, luckily. And Mike Brown said, okay, well, we're going to shorten them. But when you go home and you get your motor and you're able to foot launch, you're going to need to take them back out. So mm-hmm. I felt comfortable doing it again this week, just because he, what he taught me to do is right. wear that, put a little dot. So I knew I went about six inches. So I put a okay. black dot with permanent marker on. And then what I did, cause I was worried about not having the same knots and the same loop going around is I backed everything out real slow and kept everything still in the same knot format and just kept <laughs> <Right>. feeding it <laughs> so that I could tighten it back up. And it was still in the same, you know, okay. proper way of um, tightening it. Yeah. I forgot. Um, cause you had your wing before training. Yeah. So you actually got to have Mike look at it and stuff. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. So I can't the- imagine like if you don't get your wing until after training, like what I did with my first round, um, you don't ever get to fly your own wing at training and then you're having to make those brake adjustments. Yeah. So I was um, just wondering how you went about it, but that answers that. Yeah. And then I had the black dots still on my lines because it was permanent marker. So I knew, oh, I can go right back to that. So then I put them. just pulled it right back to that spot, held it tight, and then worked all of the line to get it tightened back up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Susan, what state are you in? I'm in Michigan this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we got... Well, where Jim- are you normally? Oh. Um, normally, I'm in a state of confusion. Uh, <laughs> she flies with North- Bill. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I live in North Carolina, but um, yay, yay! <laughs> <laughs> where, where is Jim this? Week? I think there's going to be some in- flying in North Carolina this winter. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. There should I be. Sure. We're already talking about another place to get off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh wendy uh we have brian Haybell waller that was um asking questions and well actually about your your wing he was talking about that he's got the same wing and hey, then, wendy. hey. <laughs> I, re- I really enjoyed watching your show that was awesome uh, uh, so- sounds like fun i, I can uh, kind of relive the experience uh, you know it was so much fun training down there in florida the weather's great when you mentioned the sunrise and the sunsets, I'm the same way. I'm not that far away in Alabama, but almost every night it seemed like just an epic sunset, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I could look to the dark here yet. Sunset and look to the left and see the sun or the moon rise, like all in the same. It was just awesome. Yeah. We had that the other day and we were up 
And it was like, I'm like, look, moon to the right, sun to the left. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool to see both of them in the sky at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so we got someone new in here. Um, Karen, where are you from? Oh, we're, originally we're from Chicago, but we've been full-time in our RV now for two and a half years. Yay, full-time RV! <laughs> Currently, we are in very, very, very hot Idaho, so it's uh, it's been a little rough out here in the West, but oh well, <laughs> it's, it's where we are. Where did you say? What state are you in right now? We're in Idaho right now. Idaho, okay. These paramotors pushed us into changing out our tow vehicle to a truck so that we'd have somehow a way to tow them around. And uh, so we ended up buying the truck out here and now we're trying to get everything set up out here. So we can't quite leave. Yet. So. <laughs> All right. And then we've got Kat. Um, she's probably still down at, at Hodges Field, down where Bad Apples was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be the guest next week. Yay. He says, if it's not good flying weather, of course, she'll give me an hour <laughs> of her time. <laughs> well, today's great because we just have the uh, tropical depression going by. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so no flying tonight. <laughs> I'm, in, uh, I'm only a little over two hours away from you in southeast Alabama. It's pretty windy. 